Welcome to Definitely Something with your host, Lucas Bean. Hearing your voice. I'm glad I get to hear your voice more often. I was in a, a little bit of a spaces, what would you call it? A little bit of a spaces funk where I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I go in and I lurk. I just listen. I don't try to go up on stage, but I mean, your spaces were some of the first ones I ever started going to. So it's really, this is like, you know, coming full circle. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, there's just, I think we need to do more spaces as I keep lurking too. I've been doing less spaces recently and I've realized that I need to do way more spaces because there's a lot of people out here not hosting quality spaces like you guys do. So respect. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, this, it's really one of the best places spaces. I mean, it's one of the best places to learn. Um, I, you know, I was just saying that I learned so much from listening to you and several other people about like how to look at projects, how you personally evaluate, you know, opportunities to buy, um, you know, like what's cool, sharing alpha, like all that stuff for people, especially if they're new to NFTs, maybe they're not new, but they still, they want to see like what's happening, what's moving, what's about to, you know, maybe pop off. Like spaces are the place to do that and where you can just like learn. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think spaces is the best place also to like build trust as well. There's just connection lost when it's like an email or a text message. Um, but when you actually have a space and you have access to somebody, you can actually hear their voice and their intonation. You can just tell a lot from someone and the way they talk and the way they, they basically carry themselves. So I think it's I think it's critical. I think spaces is the new uh, the new access point that uh, I think it's people are still sleeping on. So we are, we are still early in spaces history too. So it's never too late to start space. Early in web three, early in crypto, early in NFTs and early in spaces. If you're in this space, you're GMI certified. <laughs> nice. So uh, brought up Rich over here. Rich is actually the guy depicted in the tornado selfie. If anybody doesn't know what the tornado selfie is, really cool picture. Uh, it was a video that became a meme and like blew up all over the internet. And we are now auctioning that meme off. And it's literally Rich who's in that picture, who's in that video. I've watched the video like probably 27 times just between, uh, I would say the last 48 hours, just because it's just super compelling. Uh, it makes me think that he's really, it's like really a tornado. It's really there. And he's like getting sucked away. It's really cool. But I'd love to have Rich kind of like touch on the story a little bit, like fill us in on like how this meme became a meme from this, this really cool video. What's up, Rich? Hey, hey guys, can you all hear me clearly? Yep, we can hear you. Yep, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for having us, first of all, and Rarible for hosting these spaces. It's a pleasure. Um, and it's the first spaces I've been on as well, so it's quite compelling. Um, uh, yeah, I guess to start off, I mean... It's, as you said, it's kind of something that really took off and we're going back to 2014, this kind of baby took hold. So I guess myself, Dave Christensen, who's in the chat, um, and Casper uh, Mazzotti as well, we were kind of three filmmakers trying to get things going and trying to find our way within the world of filmmaking and editing and things like that and post-production. And we kind of um, were just watching the kind of um, landscape uh, of how it um, 
how, how the viral marketing was going and all the things that were popping off, especially on YouTube. And we decided to have a crack initially at the video. Um, so we kind of just, I guess it was more of a test reel thing that kind of blew up. So once we put it online, uh, I mean, yeah, it's me in the video and I was running in the outback and the outback's in central Australia. So we're, we're obviously Australian. Um, and once it went online, uh, initially it was kind of slow and then it just went boom, like a tsunami, um, from that video. And then it was Joe Rogan talking about it, Fox news. I mean, every kind of, uh, world news outlet was all over it. Um, and then it was popping off in our homeland, Australia, and then all these things were happening. And then um, really, really started to expand in that way. And I think it went up to roughly around 15 million hits in the first kind of month or something on YouTube. And this is back in 014 as well. So the market was a little bit different to it is now. Um, and then I think Google approached us and we're like, oh, we want to use that in an ad. So they... They, they used it in one of their ads, like, sure, go for it. So it was it was the home finish for the, one of their photo apps um, ads, and then it kind of took off from there. But what was really, really surprising is the kind of life after the, the video, which went jigger-jad into the next realm, and I think it took us all by surprise because a lot of people actually don't even know it was originally a video um, that was made in 2014 by three kind of busting-ass filmmakers, and it um, it just went bananas because it, it, it kind of sat in a YouTube graveyard for a while there, and then all of a sudden it, started, it popped up probably in about 2000 and. 18, I think I started to get hit ups from a meme that surfaced um, on Instagram. People like, dude, Elon Musk retweeted it um, with the uh, LGBTQ month coming up and it just went bananas in the media again and then we got hit up. I even got spotted train and this guy was like, you the tornado guy. I was like, mate, in a past life. So it's really funny how the internet works. We all have a chuckle at it, but it's really um, turned into its own beast. And we're just, you know, I think it's time now. It's actually, you know, we have a bit of internet history and we've been watching how memes have become pop culture and its own um, kind of the, the cogs of it are really art in its own sense. So we're really excited to be on here. Richie, I, I completely forgot about that uh, Google ad. <laughs> like, completely forgot until now. That's so dope. I was unaware personally that it was a video before it was the meme because everyone's seen the meme. I've seen the meme. I saw it and I was like, holy shit. Like, you guys are 
mincing this, you're making it available for people. So it's awesome. I'm actually going to go back on, uh, turn my mic off and I'm going to go watch a little bit of the video because I need to see this like a source material. This looks so cool. Yeah. So if you want, if you go on YouTube, I think it's like crazy man runs into tornado. I think that's the, that's the actual full clip. Yeah, uh, crazy guy, crazy guy runs. Yeah. Crazy guy. Um, but Dave, I think you could probably expand on, you know, the, the optics that kind of followed all this process once we dropped the video and then obviously with the meme as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the video was, like you said, mate, it was a beast, uh, a beast unto itself and was more of a uh, uh, experiment that went wrong or experiment that went right, I don't know, um, uh, way back when and had its day and was uh, quickly forgotten about. And uh, the meme uh, that, that re-emerged was um, not predicted and... Um, uh, I don't know if it was uh, a pleasant surprise for you, Rich, or a pain in your ass for the rest of your life, but um, it looks like that one's here to stay. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm sure everyone in the audience knows, has seen this meme like 100%, but for anyone who in your mind you're like, well, I don't like what are they talking about? Up at the top we have a couple um, uh, tweets um, that are pinned to the top of the space. So you'll see Lucas's tweet, um, about the space specifically. And then if you scroll over one, one to the left, there's a tweet from Rare that has the meme, meme in and of itself. And you can tap on that picture and it'll take you uh, to the page where the auction's actually being held. So in, in your mind, in your mind's eye, if you're looking, if you're trying to remember like, like I know I know what they're talking about, but I need a reminder, go up to those pinned tweets, scroll over, press on the one that says Rareable and you'll see it right there. And you can even bid on it if you want. It's like this is this is the meme this is so cool right this is definitely i know we really have to i mean i've never really actually thought about it now but whoever freeze framed my ugly mug with the tornado in the background and did a screen print and decided to make a stupid off-the-cuff meme i suppose you know we have to thank you a little bit i mean it's dave you said it's a pain in my backside but low-key kind of like it Although it was getting slightly <laughs> annoying, but I uh, I do appreciate a bit of the spotlight, as you know. So I wasn't expecting this. Um, but then when Elon Musk tweeted it, um, and it kind of took off again. I mean, he's probably the most polarized person on the planet. So um, from there in itself, I think just in that moment, if you're ever wavering in a thought of what is the meme, I guess when Elon Musk tweets it, it's cemented into the history, history books forever. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I actually have the tweet from Elon Musk. I'm going to pin up as well, where he's literally, <laughs> he's got to post it up. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, this is your chance to like literally have, have a go at a historic meme, guys. There's not many historic memes that have not been sold for as an NFT yet. So it's kind of a big deal. And uh, come take come take a look. Check it out. It's pretty. If dope. anyone else has any questions or anything, I'm happy to answer to you guys. Well, let's let's tell us more about the meme. Like, how was it created? How did you guys go about it? What's the story behind the meme? You were just like you said, you were running out in the outback and all that stuff. Like, how was it? Give us the real, like, the four one one. Yeah, well, it was a bit of a um, it was an experimentation for sure. But I don't know if he's on. But if Casper's there, who who was behind this one with us, he had done this viral video. Um, 
well, he's in the vi- this viral video. Uh, what was it, Rich? Like a couple of months before we made this one, maybe. Um, yeah. Where he ju- he's ju- he jumps off a cliff into Sydney Harbour and gets attacked by a shark, and that like went bananas at at the time. Um, and Even I it- thought that was real, by the way, Dave. I thought yeah. that was a real like like I I was convinced somebody jumped off the cliff and they like saw the shark and I was like, oh my god, that guy's that's his worst day of his life right there. <laughs> well, he did jump off the cliff. Um, I don't know if he's there, Casper, but jump in at some point. Um, but it was it was kind of off the off the back of that. We you know we, we were all kind of starting out as filmmakers and um, you know had had day jobs and uh, we just wanted to create more stuff. Uh, and so this this kind of you know where where can we push it? What can we do next? Um, this idea of a dude just running into a tornado like an absolute nutcase um to grab a selfie sort of came about i remember rich you didn't even want you didn't want to be the guy in it <laughs> oh, we no. couldn't uh, we, could, oh, we no. couldn't neither neither casper and i had the uh the uh what do you call it the crazy the craziness the gonads to do it uh so you uh draw the the short uh, stick no. on that one um well, it kind of started i mean i remember the first time i did it and remembering this was just a test run thing like a little video three filmmakers make and i guess the first run didn't have the selfie in it and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. And I was like, that's oh, right. I'll go, yeah. I'll go one more, one more take. And then I did it and I was like, oh, yeah. And then I put my face in. I watched <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, maybe that is the one. I remember Casper there and he's like, nah, that's that's the one. That's that. That's the, um, the sorry, the thumbnail, yeah. which I is was yeah. huge. That whole thumbnail culture back then trying to get it. So it was like once we've got that thumbnail, it kind of took off from there as well, which was really really quite funny that's it and that was a happy accident on the day like we, you're right we, we did multiple takes and we're like we got it and your face was never it like that perfect shot was never there uh and it was the last it was the last grab and that nonsense that you're rambling if anyone does video it is english believe it or not um that we i don't know what, what we went over it five times rich script, uh, <laughs> scripting it on the fly um and it comes out like uh, people have d- did it back then did like um you know uh subtitles on it trying to decode what he's saying and i don't think anyone has ever actually got it right especially the line you say um yeah, no one got it because a lot of people think I say, oh, it's huge. That's but right. back yeah. in our hometown, because we're all surfers, when the surf's up, we say it's coots. Oh, the swell is coots, like the surf's coots. And it's like a short language to say that something's really cool. And I'm like, it's coots. Anyway, it just kind of came out, but everyone's deciphered it as huge. So it was quite funny like that. But I must say, I mean, you know, since then, 2014, I mean, it's, it's quite funny how it all happened because Dave's now doing huge commercials with Apple and all these huge companies that, which have heav- heavily CGI stuff. So it's really set up his career. And Casper's now making IMAX movies. So it's quite a quite a fundamental piece of um, stepping stone in, in our future as filmmakers, which we've developed on. So it's funny um, where it all starts from, the kind of backyard rules of, rules of it all. But the, and I you're, guess of, the, you're, of course, Rich, making Hollywood feature films, don't forget. Yeah, I just finished my first film with Antonio Banderas, which comes out September 23, people, um, and that is um, 
called Enforcer, small little plug, but the trailer get, drops get on Labor it. Day. The, the trailer <laughs> drops Labor Day in the state, September 5th, so I'm pumped for that one. That's pretty amazing. So I this can't guy's... seem to hear Lucas either, by the way. Can you, guys hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I've got Lucas. I can hear Lucas. Okay, I can't hear him, so if he asks anything, I can't hear him. For some reason, it just says it's connecting. Huh. Yeah, I got I kind of got rugged out of the space early on. I had to come back in, so that happens sometimes. So maybe uh, Dave or or Rich, you guys can actually you can translate it to each other. But so this has actually jump started your guys's career, and actually, like I like to call them happy accidents too. Like there's sometimes when I'm actually going in one business direction, and then launch another a secondary product to like ignite that that business direction, and all of a sudden that turns into the business, and the other businesses not as fruitful. In this case, you guys did something that created a happy accident in the video and it actually worked out. To and Dave, I guess, you know, we're avid listeners of... Oh, Rich, uh, Rich, oh. I, I just cut you off. Lucas was just still going. Oh, I'll just, sorry, um, I I'll, can't I'll hear pass, him. I'll pass Apologies. it on once he's finished. Yeah. Totally, it's totally okay. It's totally okay. I just saying it's great to have happy accidents and uh, I think some of the happy, like the most successful things I've ever had in my life were actually happy accidents, surprisingly Ta enough. Totally. Um, hey, Rich, Rich, Lucas was just sort of summarizing, um, you know, the idea of happy accidents often, you know, change or pivot the path you're on. Um, and this certainly was one. Yeah. And I mean, Lucas on that, like we, we were, I think Rich, we were both, all three of us were working not quite in film, you know. Um, we were trying, but we were early days and we were in, you know, we different kind of areas. We could hardly pay our rent. We could yeah. hardly pay our rent. <laughs> and, and Richie and I were obsessed. We were at the we were like, this ain't going to work. Like, we've, we've just got to stop and give it give it everything and just quit our jobs and just try. And so we, um, you know, foolish filmmakers that didn't know what we we're doing decided we'd just start a production company um and and just make make stuff and had no idea how or what uh, we would make money out of it uh, from but tornado was actually the first thing i think we ever made we made a short film before that but that was the first thing we ever made and it was right at the time um that we we kind of pulled the plug and and quit our jobs and decided to go um, full ball at it and uh, we kind of had like a couple of like really low-hanging fruit kind of um, low-budget uh, commercial kind of contacts that maybe would get us enough money to like pay next month's rent and that was kind of it and we kind of just hoped that 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 things would snowball from there and um and the tornado was just a side project to go how do we have some fun how do we push the limits on what we can do from a kind of you know viral was a different world back then and so it was a landscape of like we wanted to experiment in and and saw some kind of a future in that we didn't know how it might be financially viable but um there was a future there and off the back of what casper had done with the shark we wanted to push it further and so the tornado happened just at that time um, and, you know, it, it didn't lead necessarily to uh, commercial work straight away, but it put us on the map in a sense and allowed us to start having interesting conversations with, um, you know, people that pay you money to create things and, um, and that eventually, you know, led to different different career paths for all of us but it it was it was um yeah I, I, I had made it 
I don't know what would have happened that year. We probably would. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Sliding doors. Hey, guys. Casper here. Good to Casper, you on? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. Heard you guys chatting about me. Um, I'm not lovely, hearing a Casper. <laughs> lovely to be here. And um, look, I just want to say it was um, it was awesome working with you guys on this uh, on the tornado thing, the tornado video, and what became the became the meme. It's been a been a real journey. And uh, Rich, man, you just um, you really brought the energy to that thing. That uh, that I think that energy it somehow it carries through through the through the image, and that's why it's become this sort of everlasting everlasting meme and um yeah man i can't wait for uh can't wait for the next one have you got any more planned or is this i think it's kind of like one of those one-time things isn't it it's like unrepeatable these 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 memes and these viral videos it's crazy rich you rich can you hear him i don't think rich could hear me either by the way damn everybody's <laughs> getting rugged Hey Adam, can Adam, what's up? Can, Adam, can Adam? Uh, hey Rich, let's see if you can. Rich can hear you. Rich, can you hear me? Nope, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Something wrong with his. Something wrong with his phone. He's got, maybe he's run into another tornado or something. Yeah, it's it's interesting. If you haven't updated Twitter in a long time, if you haven't used Twitter in a long time, that's the reason why Twitter's like probably rugging you out of the space. You didn't update it. Oh yeah, here we go. Rich is coming back. Rich is coming back. Hey, look! I just want to say, um, also, me and uh, I'm back. And I'm back and, now. By and, the way, uh, we've made a couple of these things, and they've all been all been really fun to work on. Rich um, really brings the brings the energy to it. Um, Dave is kind of a bit of the mastermind behind it, and I kind of add some of the creative creative spice. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool to finally bring this thing to to Rareable as a as an NFT. It's kind of we made a few of these videos, but this one's really like it's just got that one enduring image that that lends itself so well to to being an item up for sale. It's kind of like it's kind of perfect when we looked at looked at, um, at what we could how we could sort of you know get involved in this kind of space. It was like this is it. This is the one. This is like I mean, it's just it's just endured for so long. I can't believe it. Rich, welcome back. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Sorry about that. Can you hear me, can you hear me Rich? Yeah, I can hear. Nice. I was actually trying the nice. spaces within my car, but now I've jetted home back in the land of Wi-Fi and I'm here. But it was a stormy one outside. I got swept up in another NATO. <laughs> but don't worry. I got another photo of it and we'll put that one up as well later. <laughs> Dave's back with us too. Dave, can you hear us? Hey, hey, sorry about that, guys. I am back, I think. I believe. Yeah, I think you're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Sweet. Um, actually, you got me thinking, Casper, just talking about uh, the the energy that Rich brings um, to some of these. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, Cast. The lightning strike is what I'm thinking of, but... We did this video of this this girl uh, almost getting struck by lightning um, down by the Sydney Sydney rocks, and um, we had the video finished, and 
and we're like, that's it. It's done. Like we're, we're ready. Let's release this thing. And then we're like, no, nah, something's just missing, like not quite right. And, and um, Casper and Rich went down to our garage and, and just recorded the most ridiculous voiceover you can imagine um, and slapped it over the top of this thing. And it's sort of the voice of the person who's carrying the, the, the camera and, had they not done that, I don't think that video would have done what it did. And, uh, I mean, that was one of our highest, highest, like it was in like the 100 million views within a week range. Um, and with this, you can't even understand what the hell he's saying. Like it's, it's worse than the tornado one, uh, but it, uh, it was another uh, happy, uh, happy moment of, of something <laughs> that changed the course of that video. The, uh, that video is called uh, Lightning Almost Strikes Girl in Sydney. Boyfriend's reaction is priceless. And it was the, <laughs> it was the, it was the boyfriend's reaction that became the, became the hook in the end. Um, it was, that was Richard's, Richie's voice. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if Rich, maybe you can get a little, a little taste of that. Oh, mate, I haven't done that one in a while. That was a, uh, <laughs> I remember I came down and you showed me. I was like, no, nah, bro, it needs, he just needs an aggro boyfriend telling his missus to be careful. And I mean, I've just, I've just loaded it up now, actually. I, um, <laughs> give it a play. Give it a play. Yeah, we'll give it a play. Here we go. You can play it and then, uh, then give us a voice. Hey, baby, slow down. Work for me. <laughs> Oh, well, it's pretty rocky, hey? Anyway, when the lightning hits, it's where it <laughs> Anyway, it's just, it's like some crazy protective boyfriend, but weirdly, it's, we started to get to a stage where we were like, you had to put in weird different ingredients to pop out of the rest of the party because um, it was a really packed party, this whole viral market. So once you got that ingredient... And you brought the brought the right food to the food or beer to the party. Everyone wants to come see that one. So, in essence, that was our gradient going across all of them. Like the tornado was the selfie and the stupid face, um, and then obviously with the lightning. And we, you know, we've got a probably close to a dozen videos, but by far, I mean, the tornado was the one that really really went bananas, especially with the meme. It took us all by surprise how powerful the internet is um and yeah, it doesn't cease, cease that, to amaze me world. anymore yeah. yeah it's it's like they all had i don't know successes or, or um lives of their own in different ways and and you know some that we made have had way bigger view counts than the tornado some have uh gotten way more news coverage um than than others but and then some have turned into iconic uh, memes that Elon Musk posts 10 years later. So it's it's interesting, but, um, yeah, Rich's mug um, landed landed in the meme, meme category. All I can say is I've used him at least 20 times before knowing you guys, so there's no question. And then that shark, that shark video you guys made, I still uh, – it was featured on Fail Army, <laughs> and that's where I yeah. first saw it. I was like a dude jumping off into the water with like a great white literally at its feet i was like that is the worst day of his life and i was just like what is this how is this not real i totally thought it was real by the way too like it was so well done so you guys you guys have like massive props to that but like i said that me the meme that we're selling today 
meme that we're auctioning today is just so prolific. I bet you everybody here is definitely definitely knows what the meme is. And like I said, I've used it at least 20 times in the last like four, three or four years. And like you said, Elon Musk, like once he uses it, I guess you could kind of say that it's like uh, you, I think you guys won the the meme lottery because uh, he uses the memes, <laughs> but not all of them, right? So I pinned it up. If you guys want to see, Elon Musk actually uh, this meme out a couple of months ago, and uh, I'd say it's pretty famous. May thirty first uh, of this year, he was using the meme. So, I mean, Rich, you're, I mean, being talked about and used by Elon Musk. Pretty amazing. I know. Friend. I know. I actually got hit up by a lot of random people. You know those phone numbers in your phone book. Like, God, I haven't spoken to you in years, and like, bro, this just hit the net, and it's like, wow. And I remember because I was in post production on the movie, and I was living in Bulgaria. Um, that's where the studio was, and we're in Bulgaria. And then Dave messaged me, and he's like, bro, Elon Musk just did it. I'm like, wow, this is this is giga chad moment. So. It was really crazy how it all works, and you know, once I guess it was a it was a definite it was a hardline meme before that, but then once Elon does it, you know, he's the most prolific person on earth. So it from there it just snowballs, um, and then it just takes a hold of its own, and it's just the beauty like that how something can grow, especially when it, you know after as I was saying the actual initial video kind of had its moment for. You know, it's so fleeting. These viral moments are so fleeting. There's so many videos you'd go, oh, I remember that one. But they only last three weeks. You got three week lifespan and then it's done. And that was the kind of YouTube formula was like, you got three weeks of hits and it's like monetization or whatever just goes and it's done and it's in the graveyard for the rest of life. It just came back and grew into its own with no push, no nothing, which was really organic and kind of beautiful in a way. It brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> yeah i couldn't agree more i mean these are i mean think about it 10 years you said it's been around for 10 years and people are still using it i mean there's something to be said there guys there's a lot of memes that just go like i've, I've seen memes come and go very very quickly but, but like disaster girl there's really bit my finger video and there's friggin' tornado selfie i mean there's these are big memes that people will be using for like decades from now even still i think so this is definitely cool definitely something cool to add to the collection hopefully somebody picks it up and uh you guys definitely deserve whatever whatever we get from this auction I re i'm really excited for it look even you just this putting ours next to those those ones and i know that the coffee dance went bananas as well but if there was ever like a digital gallery that you walk into like the Louvre in Paris, but a digital version. Or maybe one day they'll have it in the Louvre and they'll have a meme thing and it'll be a part of pop, it'll be a pop culture exhibition. Even to be thought of to be put in that same realm is pretty cool. So thank you. Absolutely. And uh yeah, I think I think uh you know if the right people see this, which seeing it's on the homepage of Arabic will I think it's going to be uh, going to be taking notice to it, and all the collectors out there, even though we're in a bear market, I think they're going to still take a look at this and be like, "I got to have that as well in my collection." So it's just all about getting the right eyeballs to it. That's yeah, and there's no no right time or wrong time for this sort of stuff, and it's not like um, you know we made this however many years ago, pinning our hopes on on and lives and careers on 
a, a, a meme sell NFT. Um, <laughs> it was more just uh, why not uh, put it out there and, and have a bit of fun fun with it. Yeah, uh, why not? I mean, you guys created something so prolific. Everybody uses for free. Might as well get some kind of uh, reimbursement here, like being sold as an NFT. I mean, that's literally why NFTs are out here right now is to actually close the creator gap for, you know, I mean, value. Someone could put out a meme and be using it for 10 years and all of a sudden they get no royalties, no nothing off of it. And all of a sudden you're just like doing awesome viral stuff. And that's really cool. But being able to monetize that virality and not having like a, uh, you know what I mean? Like a web two company, just use it as a meme without any, you know, basically permission as soon as you post it here. Um, and then getting reimbursed over for the last 10 years in a way, you're kind of closing the value gap of what you guys could have made a little bit, a little bit more. Not only are you famous, but you also get a little bit of money in terms in, in return as well. So, And also, like, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we ever established or found, like, who was the first person to kind of take this into meme world. I, I'm pretty sure it was the thir- turning 30s. Um, copy, but I don't, I don't know who ever did that, but if they're out there listening, uh, props to you. Uh, thank you. And, um, say good day. Right. All right. Let's see if we have any questions. Maybe some people can come up and talk. Elon portal. Hold on one sec, guys. Adam, what's up, man? I see your mic's off. Yeah, I was just going to jump in with a question and ask. Um, I know we've talked about a couple of the meme, the other memes today, but are there any like other reference points um, that you know on stage has worked on, like other memes that you know you can like tell us about? Because I mean, this this whole concept of like meme culture to me is so interesting because it really turns people into like frenzied animals when there's like a good meme and it sort of like defies all logic and reason. But, it, you know, from the sounds of the conversation, the team up here has been able to create a couple of them that have really impacted culture globally. So I'm curious, are there any other ones you can tell us about that you've worked on that you've created or even that you've just like seen that you've liked? Yeah, there's, there's um, like when we were really playing in this world um it it was more an experiment into what we could do in the viral the viral landscape as opposed to um you know the meme world and so they 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 more fall in that category uh in a sense so um i think we put them all on our remember meme website um if you want to have a look which is just uh what is it um rmbr meme.com and um if you just navigate to the collection page you'll you'll um get a look at some not all but some of the other ones that we've made in that um in the viral world and you may have seen some before you may have seen none of them i don't know it's 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 such an interesting one because they they all find their own niche and their own audience uh and sometimes that's cultural and sometimes that's um uh geographic as well like you know it's it's amazing what uh you know people in america have seen and then never seen versus ones where i still to this day get requests every month every couple of weeks to be honest uh from japan about um this snowboarding snowboarder being chased by a bear 
video. So it's it's strange kind of where they they find their audience, but they they find them in different places. But yeah, um, rememberme.com uh, is where you could could have a look at some of the other ones we've we've made. I think on that also, you know, behind the producing of some of these things as well as like it is it's becomes abundantly clear how hard it is to go viral even though we had a few successes on the, we I'm talking for video nothing to do with me with these videos and how hard it is because we went we've done some that we thought oh this is a home and hose this is a fucking ripper sorry my language um and it's, it then dispels into something that's just non-existent in the graveyard of YouTube and it's like, wow, and the internet doesn't cease to surprise you at those times where it can eat you up and spit you out at the same time. So when when we're saying that we've had a few successes, there's also been a, a, quite a few disasters as well. So um, it's it's um, one of those things, but it's also, I, I guess, it's right time, right place. What do the people want? And you've just got to have the right eyes at the right time. And a lot of that particularly happens with trends and what's happening in the world, what's current, world events, things like that. So, um, and, uh, you know, with thumbnails and then what have you got? In, in in your title and what have you what are the ingredients you cook them with but trust me it's um one of those things that's a lot of it has to do with luck at that stage so yeah at, that- the, at that early stage for sure and that, and that was like going off rich said about the failures that at the beginning that was the point like we gave ourselves the freedom to to explore and experiment and the freedom to fail um and and in doing that we were able to learn you know what became uh, a set of rules essentially that we started following and building upon um of of key factors that you needed to include um to best optimize success never say guaranteed best optimize and we got you know, better and better at that and those videos that are on that site um, are kind of a part of a collection of those. Um, we, we did later on, you know, try and – not try, we did um, – expand it into commercial application and how can you do this uh, with with a brand or, or a commercial um, partner. And we had a number of, of massive successes with those as well, but I tell you it gets a hell of a lot harder when uh, all of a sudden there's there's dollars being paid up front and expectations on, on, on achieving results whilst still trying to um, make something that is – is organically going to go viral while simultaneously doing something uh, for a client, and that's where it get it gets tricky. And we had some big successes, but uh, the uh, the pressure uh, isn't isn't nearly as fun <laughs> as when we were doing it in the early days, and we could just uh, just kind of let loose. And if um and if they bombed, they bombed, and if they blew up, we'd take our learnings uh, either way. That's awesome to hear and, and definitely understand that, you know, it's like it's all fun and games at the beginning and then people start to have expectations, you know, there's it, it puts some pressure on it. But what's great is that, you know, creativity, sometimes when pressure is applied to it, it actually refines it, which is awesome. Um, one of the things that I'm curious about, and you don't have to share too much here, but based on, you know, the multiple successes that this team has had, there seems to maybe be a little bit of a formula when you are approaching like a meme concept or when you like are thinking about virality, can you tell us about any one of the particular ingredients that you look at? Obviously you don't want to give us all the secret sauce. So not all of the ingredients, but 
like what is one ingredient you know that is always there when you guys are looking at creating content or a meme way or not way back in the day but but a few years after we we had sort of gone through this experimentation we we actually got to the point we had to like have the pitch on on how to sell this into people and uh i ended up having to do like keynote uh, talks about it at, at advertising festivals as well. And so um, we actually did give a lot of it away because there's, there's so much um, to it. We became sort of, well, we can't be precious about this. We need to take people on the, especially clients, take them on the journey of, of what our formula is uh, and not be fearful that they're just going to take that information and go do it without us because we know how hard it is as well. And our, our motto was kind of like, you know what, we'll tell you as much as we can. And if you do want to go and do it without us, good luck because we know how how damn hard it is. Um, but but to answer your question then, like, and i got to say, I feel like we're, we're old school now. You know, we, we haven't haven't made, you know, elder statesman. Got, elder, yeah, elder statesman, that's it. So that, let, let's say these rules are um, uh, applicable to, uh, uh, you know, uh, five to ten years ago. I don't know if they still stand for now, but, um, you know, some key easy ones is like you within that video you have to have a, a, a thumbnail moment that sums up the hook of what that video is like, give it away. Don't, don't, don't try and tease and go, Oh, what are we going to, what are we going to see if I click and, and watch this? It's like give away the most uh, captivating moment of what that concept is. And if you look at our thumbnails, you know, back to back, you'll see that in every one, one that we've done. Um, it, it's got to be a concept that can be, um, I, we can sell you the hook in one succinct line in a few words even uh and i'm just looking at some of the ones that that we've done in the past to give you an example of that um you know uh tornado was crazy guy runs into outback tornado to take selfie it's like okay i get it um here's one we did for a a, uh a hawk drop snake on family um barbecue lol (laughs) it's like you get you get it in in one in one kind of quick snapshot, um, the the what's this one? We got a uh, lion takes revenge on trophy hunter. It's like a couple of words, and I'm I'm getting the hook, and in one single thumbnail, I'm I'm seeing it. That that's two of many very very simple um, first cab off the rank um, rules that that we we'd apply to any of these. Um, whether that. That kind of uh, methodology stands up today uh, or not, I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's plenty more beyond that, but th- th- there's two to kick off the, the chat. I think uh, I think also it's important to think of them like like mini feature films, you know. You have to introduce the character super quick. They can just be on screen saying a couple of words. Something, some drama has to happen and then it has to resolve quickly, you know. And you've got, like, you might have 90 seconds to do that, but it's got to be a whole wrapped up little little story of something amazing some close call you don't want them to get into too much too much trouble you want it to be entertaining without being terrifying or horrible you know but um it's got to introduce a character something incredible unbelievable happened to them some close call you know almost get eaten or almost get swept up by a tornado and then uh, and then we we see that our character's okay and and uh and all's good so you know it's like it's the kind of 
it's the the basic formula for for any engaging engaging film you just got to bring it down to this little microcosm of of 90 seconds and and the beauty with with uh with the tornado is they just had that that everlasting image that came out of it out of this little little micro feature film and uh and people really connected with it hey rich um uh i reckon uh one of the one of the most fun ones to work on for me was the uh the gopro falls off drone into burning man dance floor can you um can you tell us a little bit yeah we 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 yeah we took a trip to burning man well i'd been there the year before actually um in 2014 i was there actually yes and then that was the year that the nato came out as well and then the following year Casper and I ventured off to Burning Man and we weren't in particularly looking to make anything at all, but we had our drone and GoPro there and we um, thought of an idea of like, cause at some of these dance pits, I don't know if anyone's been and it's probably a bit different now, but there was no phones, no phone reception back then. So I guess, you know, the purist would say that was the best period of Burning Man when there was no Wi-Fi. Um, but the, some of these dance pits were animalistic in the best way possible. Um, and we're talking eight days deep. And when you're on day five or six, it really took control. And it was quite a cowboy Wild West atmosphere. So we thought about letting a, letting a GoPro loose into this kind of wilderness of chaos. And what would that look like? And then we thought of it um, the night before in our Winnebago. And we thought, oh, well, let's just do it. So we just kind of threw a GoPro into a uh, dance pit and then made it look like a uh, drone. It fell off a drone with a bit of snappy editing. And then uh, the GoPro went on an adventure through the Burning Man dance pit. And it was kind of an eagle eye point of view to then suddenly being on ground zero of this um, party. And um, yeah, that, 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 that got hit up pretty quick. I think it got about five or 6 million hits on YouTube. But in respect to that, I'm, I mean, the views, I think the views, especially on the NATO and the shark in particular, were really the ones that took YouTube by the, by the scruff of the neck. Um, with I, I got to cut in and just give, yeah. give um, uh, it, it's, I love how we all remember things differently and I'll give uh, the audience my recollection of Burning Man. Um, <laughs> the guys somehow convinced me that it was a good idea for our um, very small production company with very little money to fund them to go on holiday to Burning Man and promised that they'd get an epic uh, viral if they went. And I foolishly uh, or unfoolishly uh, budget approved this. And uh, the guys had, I, I think they had some loose concept they pitched me on that I wasn't fully convinced. And I was sitting back in, in Melbourne uh, every day waiting for an update uh, on what they got, if anything, and going, if I don't come out of this with, with something, I'm going to be livid. And because um, there's no reception there, you, you, you don't you don't get updates, and so I had to sit there for however long Burning Man went for seven days or whatever, just anxiously uh, awaiting uh, some kind of update from these dudes. And uh, then come the final day, they came out um, with a cracker. So it was. Uh, I like how you just remember you were winging it, Rich. 
Well, it definitely felt like we were winging it with the condition we were in at that stage. <laughs> but, but um, you did good. You did good. Yeah. But I must say, like, you know, back on the views thing, I mean, this is before. I mean, memes were around then, but they weren't as prolific as they were now. But it was a real video time. Um, yeah. And we're, we were refreshing views, if you can remember, whenever we uploaded, we'd just click reset, click reset, and then you just knew when it took off. It's like a wave just hits it. Um, and it's usually from a media outlet or something like that. But I remember when we are watching Casper's Shark one in particular, I mean, that was a great one to see um, the kind of like the golden streak that you can get. And he, he hit 30 million in, oh, I think it was 14 days, and it was just bananas like I've never seen anything like that on YouTube at that time like this is when vloggers were only just kicking up dust and stuff like that to just see that and then be inspired by that was crazy and I think then the closest to that as well was then the tornado which I think he got 10 million day 10 million in in two in two days or 24 hours or something and we then we knew we were on to a cracker but let it be known then the the, obviously the meme culture had something to answer for it and sent it way past that. I mean, I, I think socially it must have close to a billion shares. Now, I mean, I'm just throwing out numbers, but well, you can't even you hype. can't even track it now. That's it. Like we used to track like methodically view counts um, and where they went, where they were reshared. You know, we, tra- shares, we, we, yep. we would try and control the source, you know, of where it, it started and, and where it went. Eventually, we learned we couldn't do that, and we were actually better off encouraging people to to take it and repost or re repost original source stuff. But um, once it it got to a point where we were counting our views and it hit literally an accountable over 1 billion views over our, you know, our series of videos. And at that point, it, it was a joke to try and keep track. And so we stopped. But like from a meme perspective, uh, there's no metric, I don't think, to, to be able to accurately count that one. You have to almost go off a, 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 a cultural gauge um, and and have you seen this? Um, I don't know if you guys at Rarible, um, Lucas, you've got any other ways of, of technically tracking this kind of thing. It's, a, it's an interesting world. Yeah, you know, it's really tough once it gets into the wild, right? Because you can post it somewhere and, and look at the posts and views, but once it gets shared, once it gets placed on Giphy also, where it's all over the place, you know what I mean? It's totally. integrated to every social platform. You'd have to actually ask them those people and every every platform like or i just go right to giphy and ask like hey how many times has this meme been shared and i mean it's i i'm pretty sure it's impossible to, to like count but culturally it means something because everybody knows and has seen this meme probably in the space at least they recognize it whether they knew it was called tornado tornado selfie or not it doesn't matter. Like, I just know once I saw it, I was like, Oh, Hey, I know that meme. (laughs) And once you like, it's like something just innate where it's like, depending on where you were in life, you remember when you first saw that meme almost, you know, like it's just such a cool thing. Meme is kind of like a placeholder in life too. That's like, where was I when I first saw that meme? Where, what did, what was I doing at the time? You know what I mean? Like, a picture speaks a thousand words and it also has like, you know, it, it also is like a placeholder for memories. So I just think that is such a cool piece, especially to this meme. Like I said, I think it's uh it's one of the most prolific memes. So I, I definitely think it should go to the, a good home. Three panels. Do you have a, do you have a question, my man? 
Oh, I was just coming to say hi. I popped in right when you guys were talking about uh, doing stories as, as micro shorts, and it's kind of my whole deal. So stuck around. Good to see cool, you guys. Man. Yeah, these this team right here, Rich, Casper, and Dave, has made a uh, basically a, a quite a few viral videos and memes, and it, it's just like super cool to see like a a winning team like this, and then. You know, it's it's interesting because I would expect you guys to be on like YouTube as like YouTube creators with like 10 million subscribers and just coming up with like the new idea of like what's gonna what's the new video you guys are gonna make or you know whatever platform you guys decide to go on. I can't imagine you guys not not being successful on those platforms. Well, so it's, it's just so funny because like I was listening to Dave's story, right? And it's like, oh, they convinced him to go on vacation and then they came up with something five days in and I can relate in the sense of sometimes the really good shit just comes out of uh, the randomness of life. Yep. Happy accidents. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. Totally Tim. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. So it means Dave, you're off funding our next trip to burning man. I think we can jump on the plane pretty quickly <laughs> and get a quick turnaround. <laughs> I shouldn't I have uh, remembered that. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what makes me? Pr- you know what makes me proud though. Yeah. What makes me proud is the fact that this meme thing, as you said, it got to a stage we couldn't count it, and it was the tornado was all my little. It was always my little baby, but it was almost like growing up as a teenager. He got out, and then then he turned eighteen. And then he was just off with the wolves and I never saw him again. And I had no control over my little baby tornado anymore. And it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see because it was really reminiscent of buying a greyhound in a packed dog park and taking him there on a leash and you take him off the leash and he's just gone and you're never going to get him back. So it's uh, quite quite beautiful to see from a father figure point of view. <laughs> <laughs> and and that um, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that when it did emerge as as a, a meme and was the watch out turning thirty, like people turning thirty, we were turning thirty that year, and it was just like it it just reemerged out of nowhere and. Uh, going off, Lucas, what you you were saying, like where you were in life when you see one of these and how it kind of imprints on you. When that reemerged like like that, it it packed a punch, and you know, and and it's been reinterpreted so many different ways. And that's how other people will have um, seen it, or maybe seen it and remembered it for the first time. Yeah, this is like a cave, like a modern day cave painting. Everybody's gonna know what this is. Like hundreds of years from now, they're gonna be like. I know that meme. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that you guys have actually made it into like such a meme culture that people are going to literally be thinking about this stuff in the future, like when we're all long gone, or maybe we're up, we're uploaded to the Neuralink. Um, I way, just posted the '30s that particular first meme in the comments as well. If anyone wants to see it, if it jogs your memory, anyway. Yeah, I saw that in the '90s. Like running away from your thirties <laughs> is coming up. <laughs> Love it, dude. This is great. Let's see if anybody has any more questions. Three panels questions or uh, any statements, my man. I just kind of jump off what you said in terms of uh, cave paintings, and I think cave paintings are the EOG memes. Yeah, they are. And think about it thousands and thousands of years ago. And this is what's going to happen with this meme. Everybody already knows it, and it's just going to keep going. 
Yeah, was... I'd be really interested to see where how this one stacks up in 20 years because, you know, by then we're all 50 years old or roughly thereabouts or whatever. We're a lot older anyway and it'll be funny how it stacks up because what what the, the internet will look like then. I mean, I imagine it'll look a lot different to it is now, but it'll be uh, funny to see. It's almost like an archaeologist digging up dinosaur bones, you know, and it's uh, to be the foundations of the meme culture. I guess it's something we can hang our hat on. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was something kind of part of the fun of, of this process here is, um, you know, we, we are by no means uh, NFT uh, gurus or, or heavy players in that world. But when we're kind of seeing how, how this, yeah, this idea of the, the modern day cave painting, um, there, there's an opportunity to, to, you know, we have something that we can contribute into this, into this world. Um, that seemed cool. Like that seemed cool and, and kind of fun. And so, um, yeah, there's, that was a bit of a bit of the reason behind us, um, why we're here now. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. What, what will it take to get you guys back together and creating some like prolific content like this again? Like, what is it going to take us? <laughs> uh, I, I some spare time <laughs> I think I don't yes. know what I don't know maybe we should have an anniversary I think we're coming up to 10 years now so we'll, maybe we'll do a 10 year video I guess and surprise everyone I think we're yeah we're, we're uh, in the scheme of things grandfathers in this game I don't know if we'd um, be able to make the same magic again maybe I think you guys got it still. I'm con- I'm convinced you guys still have it. That's just my Sounds like gut. you guys are uh, in for another trip for Burning Man then. Yeah, I think I might, if, I might get to come this time. Uh, if this ends up selling big, I definitely think we have to go to Burning Man and make another video. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Actually, the the juxtaposition of like going earlier and then going now, a little bit older and wiser, might be pretty funny. Side by side. Yeah, I guess you could. I never really thought of that until you just said three panels. Could have it like have these guys like in walkers and stuff, and like, all right, guys, night out. And all of a sudden, you guys are asleep at like eight o'clock at night, <laughs> clamping and stuff. It probably would be a bit more like that. I, I, I should share actually the first time, and I'm no by means like I get stopped on the street for this this silly picture but I remember the the first time because my face looks kind of quite elongated and strange and morphed in that photo because it's under such stress um but I remember the first time I got noticed was when I was pulling the same expression I was on I was on those like um I was doing a chest press in the gym and I was doing like a bigger weight and I was pressing it and and I was pulling that same face and then I finished it and I went to the water, the water fountain, and the guy was like, "Hey, dude, are you that guy from the tornado?" I went, oh, "Man, you're the first person to say that." And this was back in 2015. And he's like, "Yeah, because you're pulling the same face." And I watched it with my girlfriend last night, so it was quite funny. That's awesome. That is amazing. I would never have recognized you out of that video. You're right about the warpness of the video because I never would have been like, "Oh, that's him right there in the gym." Props to the guy asking you, man, because I sure as heck wouldn't have. Yeah, totally, totally.
But since then, only only about three times since then. And I don't know how or why, but it's usually in a packed scenario. But thankfully it's um I look a little bit little bit better than the picture. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon you got lucky there, Rich, because it's like a lot of these people that are immortalized in a meme image for life, they look how they look. <laughs> and they're recognized everywhere they go. You you manage to um just look a extreme enough that uh it's only rare occasions people would be lining that up true story all right sounds like he's playing checkers and chess at the same time right i think you did it on purpose well played rich well played conspiracy (laughs) theory you'll never know you'll never know (laughs) yeah i'm going video again right after the space so that's for sure I watched it a couple of times earlier last night. Yeah. So this is great. Um, this is great to hear the history behind this too. And like, you guys are just, uh, it seems like a power creative like team here. I just, I'm just surprised to see it split up after all these, all these great pieces of content you created. And now it's like, you guys are all off doing your own things. And, uh, I just see this as, I don't know if you guys know this, what is it? Uh, how wonderful or how great is this? Or I can't remember the name of the, the trio also from Australia. They're, they're big on, uh, they're big on YouTube. I think they have like 20 million subscribers or something like that. And they drop things off of like this really high tower. Oh, uh, weirdly. I watched that. I yeah, watched yeah, those guys. I got addicted to it out of nowhere one day. Yeah. And, like they're dropping balls. They were dropping and cars of off yeah, towers car, and exactly. they like giant glass marbles onto like watermelons and stuff. Yeah. And weirdly it's soothing to watch. And it's these it kids is. from Perth. Yeah. Un- it's called like unbreakable or something like unreal or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. That um, it's weirdly soothing to watch, isn't it? So there's a few, yeah. few, few people coming out of Australia, but I think that, you know, we all, we all have our different qualities between us and we've all gone off in our different fields, but we always remain mates forever, I guess. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe whoever bids and wins, maybe we can put them in, a, in our next, uh, in our next viral. We'll make that them the be, face. It's in the fine print. Cool. Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. Be prepared. That's a, that's a nice, nice little, uh, uh, extra utility there, my friend. You should definitely do that for sure. I like that idea. You guys can be in our next viral. We actually create a viral around you. That's pretty cool. I, I remember so, just, I mean, in terms of like we we flew to, um, after we started, like the Google purchased a portion of the ad or asked us for the portion of the, the ad to finish their Google photo and then we started getting hit up by energy drink band um, brands and sport brands and things that wanted to go outside the box in terms of marketing because it's such an aggressive strategy out there and trying to get on top of each other, you know. It's really – it's a bit of a falling sandcastle thing where everyone wants to be at the top on the newest thing. So that viral marketing thing, I think we just hit a sweet spot in terms of that. So it really grew into its own beast. But – as Dave said, the pressure that comes along with it when you're talking to clients, it just goes tenfold because they're expecting millions, you know. So it's one of those things that's difficult to deliver. But when you do, it's a real internal fist pump that goes forever. Yeah, I this video, I still think of the videos you guys created as some of those. It was either Rockstar Energy Drinks 
or the Red Bull ones. I can't remember which one it was, but they were doing like crazy things where like, I think one of them was like a guy jumping over a car that was a basketball player that jumped over a car as it drove underneath him. Another one was like a football player who like threw a like threw the football literally out of the stadium or like crazy like crazy out of the stadium. It's like it's those videos like stuck with me and this is easily if not better. These are better than on that level for my like for myself at least because you know those you knew those were commercials. These actually had me fooled 100%. Like I said, the uh, tornado one. I thought was just so awesomely done. And, and the same thing with the shark. Like I said, that shark one, I thought for sure that I jumped in the wrong part of the water that day. And I was like, oh man, I watched that probably like three or four times on that Phil Army video I was watching. And I was just like, what? There's no way. And I just kept looking at it going, no, that's, that's real. <laughs> I literally was like convinced. So whoever did it, brilliant. The, and that, uh, that, that's, that's, uh, that's, the shark video was uh, was um, we were all kind of involved, but that was my little my little baby. I was the guy who jumped off the the cliff in that one. And um, oh no way! And, That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, and uh, look, uh, we we added the shark in, but watching it back, I still get scared watching it back. You know, I get that little like shivers of like, oh my god, what's oh fuck, it's in the water. Oh my god, so it's um. The emotional response, I think, you have to be, you have to watch your back and have a, a, an emotional response and go, God, that's I can't imagine. You know, it's you're putting yourself into that situation and and giving other people that that ima that imagination, your imagination coming onto the screen and hoping that they feel it. And I think um, with a few of those, it really hits the mark. A absolutely visceral for sure for me is especially because uh, I've been surfing my whole life and when i saw that shark i just knew like i just felt my legs getting chomped off you know what i mean like i was just like "Ooh, get that away from me swim faster swim faster so yeah i definitely know I, it definitely needs to be some kind of visceral reaction and the tornado is one of those where he's just like taking a selfie and then it like completely encompasses him basically and he's like well that was fun <laughs> it's like okay those good times Interesting thing with the tornado is how it's it's kind of got more and more popular over time. The the meme it's kind of having its renaissance now with the Elon Musk tweet and everything. It's just kind of like it might be twenty years from now that it's even more prolific than it is now. I just checked the Elon Musk tweet tweet uh, from May, which is crazy that it's like ten years later from the initial you know us making the video. And it's up to 1.4 million likes on just on that, on that tweet. So it's like, uh, I mean, who knows where it's going to be? And uh, that's that's really the why that one was such a standout. All these other ones, you know, they had their big moment right at the start. They have like a big push. They get picked up by the media. Everybody's talking about them. But this one, the tornado, it kind of had its moment, but then it got picked up again into this this meme space, and it's just kind of circulating and kind of building up again like a tornado like it's like yeah it's unbelievable yeah it's it's truly uh unique um in in that way yeah social impression wise like if it has that many likes it's has to have tens of millions of if not a hundred million social impressions from that elon musk post post alone so, a lot, yeah, alone. Like it, that, yeah. that's why it just gets it boggles your mind to even try and 
count that stuff. You know, it just it 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 gets. It's got to be in the billions. It's in the bill. Yeah, it's in the billions. You've you've definitely been seeing billions of times, guys. So it's crazy to think, but that meme alone has definitely been seen billions with a B times. And there was actually a crazy. story that comes along with the uh, tornado one, which which because we, we're from down south, so Casper's in Sydney, but at that stage we were always living in Melbourne, which is more of a kind of. It's a little bit colder. It's like, um, you know, up north quite hot. In the centres, startling hot. And then on the east coast and down south, it's a bit cooler and more vegetated and green because everyone just thinks as Australia is you catch a kangaroo to school and you flip a prawn on the barbie kind of vibe. But So when our biggest constraint here was trying to find somewhere that has red dirt and we were looking on the map and if you look at a map of Australia, you see the, you know, a, a, a gradient map, you see the green on the edges and then it's only right in the center that it's starch red. And, um, we, we had to, um, get a plane out to the, um, outback. And it was actually off the back of another job that we had. And we're like, okay, let's, let's just do this. Let's get this. And I remember we chartered a, a little Cessna, yeah, and that's a Cessna right, plane. And landed in this small town in the what it was, was it called again? Oh, um, it, was, it had literally like you, you, you a say couple it of dingoes in the park. Arkarul, it's called Arkarula. Arkarula. Yeah. This small town. It, so if anyone wants to look it up, A R K O O L A. I think Arkarula. Yeah, Arkarula. Um, and we landed and that, this plane, and it was just bright red sand, and we're like, oh yeah. And then we were like, hired a little some guy's truck and we drove out and we're like, man, we have no phone reception. Hardly could, could even change a tire, I reckon, if it's one blue. And we're like, no, we just need to keep going. We're going on this dirt track, literally in the middle of the desert. And we're like, I'm like, Dave's like, yep, pulled the handbrake. I went, this is the spot. And I looked out and went, yeah, this is the spot. And it was red and it was 40 degrees, which I'm not sure what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's probably about 120 hot. or something. So, yeah, it's hot. So, God, just and that stories. was Rich. Rem yeah. Remember that was when they were the they kept postponing shooting Mad Max, um, the last Mad Max because there we Australia had had so much rain that there was just no like good sandy desert, and so when we went to do it, it was like, why is this so hard? Like, how is our country so hard to find <laughs> red dirt? And yeah, it it took like our last dime off the back of this other job to um to find some. Yeah, this is great, man. We everybody loves to hear the story behind the meme, and uh, it seems like you guys did a lot of research and, and tried to find out the perfect spot to get it. So, everybody, if you could reshare out um, the meme and and like let's get it in front of as many balls as possible because this meme definitely deserves its place in NFT history for us to. If get Elon's it out there as well, Mr. Elon Musk, you'd be, don't be afraid to reshare this or have a little bid, <laughs> have a little bid yourself. Yeah. We do accept Tesla's as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He might take you up on that. Um, we'll see guys. We'll see. Thanks for joining us though, guys. This has been great, man. This is really, we love hearing stories, especially about historic memes like this. I, I'm looking forward to see how this goes over the next little while. And, uh, Let's no worries. Yeah, let's sync back up tomorrow around this time. Yeah, let's do another one. I'm having yeah, fun. I'm just getting my lips wet. I haven't even <laughs> had breakfast. I haven't even had breakfast yet, guys. <laughs>
damn. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Let's let's uh, let's keep keep chatting. Yeah, for sure. And we'll we'll do this tomorrow around the time the uh, the the auction ends, and we'll we'll see where we're at, and then uh, we can do a little countdown. Usually, Sounds yeah, good. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That, well, thanks awesome. so much, guys. Really appreciate it. And Rareable for jumping on this one and piggybacking this one because we've uh, avid followers of your team as well. So it's uh, great to have some synchronicity and yeah, let's go. Absolutely. Yeah, this is like so – this is just like everything that matters in culture. It's like it's NFTs, it's memes, it's like the perfect intersection of everything. So that is what, you know, we're here at Rarible for is, is just like to bring best content forward for our audience. So we are also like thanking you guys for making some dope shit. It's so cool. <laughs>